part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. So let's open up our Bibles. If you got your Bibles, we're going to look at a couple different passages, but we're going to start in John 15, John 15, 12 and 13. Um, I'm going to use the Amplified version uh, or translation for this uh, for this little bit of verses here. Um, so let's let's go into that, and then we're going to break down some. We're going to talk about a few things, but let's open up our service uh, with the Word of God. So John 15:12 and 13. This is my command that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends. Right? So that's a lot in that one verse. But before we get started in dissecting that and and really breaking it down and what it means to us today in 2020, our world has been turned upside down over the last few months. Right? We got COVID-19. And I know many people are going to believe or not believe that it's real, or whatever the case may be. We have Ahmaud Arbery, right, running in Brunswick, Georgia. He died. Some people are going to believe or not believe what happened. George Floyd in Minnesota, he passed. Racial tensions Police force, Black Lives Matter. Some people are going to believe, not believe what they hear. Protest, looting, death. Some people are going to believe, some people are not going to believe. Where do you stand? Those are tough questions. And so, what is the church's obligation to that? What is Christ's followers' obligation, duty, command to those topics? This is what the Lord has laid on my heart. And I pray it comes across as He wants it. And this is what we're going to dissect. This is what we're going to look at today through several different scriptures. And we're going to go back to John 15 in a second. But a picture came to my mind um, when, when the Lord laid this on my heart, and, and as most of you know, I didn't grow up in church, and uh, the picture of, you know, all are precious in His sight, right? And, and the, the Jesus loves the little children. So if you look at the picture, right, all are precious in His sight, red, yellow, black, and white. We, you know, I didn't grow up in church, so I never sang that song. But when, when the Lord laid all this on my heart, I pulled it up, and I thought it was pretty neat. It says, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. The second verse, Jesus died for all the children in the world. Right? Red, yellow, black and white. The last verse, Jesus rose for all the little children of the world. Red, yellow, black and white. So when we look at that, right, it's not, it's not any one person, it's everybody. 
And that's the important part that we're looking at today. Um, Ephesians 6.12 says that we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. And uh, this is how my week is gone this week. And, and then we're going to get back to John 15. But So Wednesday morning, I serve as giving out some food to, to children and families that receive free lunch during the school year. And because COVID, whether you believe it or not, it disrupted families' lives. And, and, and I serve has been helping roughly 400 families every week through this program, Boxes of Love. And we're getting ready to get started. I get a phone call from my little brother. And uh, my mom and dad both are in the hospital. My mom and dad are 76 and 77 years old. And the and, and first thing to my mind is I'm going to have to drive home on Wednesday and I'm to preach on Sunday. And so that was a distraction, an interruption. And then on Wednesday, uh, Sherry, my lovely bride, uh, she, she had to go to the doctor. She, she had a lump. She has a lump in her abdomen and, and, and she wanted to get it looked at. So once again, cancer nine years ago. Healed by the saving hands of Jesus Christ. But once again, a distraction or an interruption of taking away. And then Thursday, uh, driving up to Madison County to drop off some of these boxes of love for families in Madison County. Driving home, uh, get off of Highway 85 on Highway 129 in Jefferson. The transmission goes out in the truck. Right? Interruption. Distraction. But that is okay. But that's what we're, Ephesians 6.12 tells us we're fighting the principalities, not flesh and blood. And when we look at all the stuff that have upended our world, right, we need to look at it on the bigger picture of it's the evil principalities that we're fighting. It's not each other. It's not red, yellow, black, and white. So let's go back to, let's go back. To John 15. Uh, seek the best. Verse 12 says, Seek the best for one another. Um, it, it, we're pro-life. Doesn't just mean in the womb. It doesn't mean just in the womb. If you're pro-life, you're pro-life from womb to death. And that is important to us as Christ followers. Ahmad was running in Brunswick, Georgia, <clears throat> running in a neighborhood, confronted by two, two gentlemen. A struggle incurred, and he passed. Gunshots. Um, doesn't matter if he did or didn't do anything wrong. Nobody has the right to take somebody's life. Nobody. And, and that's important to hear. I like to run often. And I never worry about running in a neighborhood. All I worry about is if I'm going to get hit by a car, by a distracted driver. I'm not worried about running, about what people think I'm doing in the neighborhood. But I do, when, when we had an opportunity when I would work corporately or, or when we worked for the dance business, I would run in different cities throughout the United States and even in, in different countries. And... Uh, I would ask if it was safe for me to run just because I didn't know the area and I didn't want to be a tourist taken advantage of. But in this case, when you think unselfishly seek the best for one another, right? We don't know all the facts of this case, but we do know that that's a life 
That's a red, yellow, black, and white that was taken. And that's not okay. Um, we fast forward to George Floyd a couple weeks ago. And uh, once again, no one has the right to take a life. And, and, and heard many different stories and all kind of stuff. And, and one gentleman put it to me like this. Just uh, imagine one of your family members under that knee. Would that be okay with you? And your answer is no. Once again, doesn't matter. Any of it doesn't matter whether he did something wrong or did something or he didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't matter. We all are sinners saved by grace. And, and, and I, I hear this often because on our phones, because of Rory, we have Life 360. And uh, I'm often told that uh, I sinned because it tells you how fast you go. And uh, they know the roads I travel. So uh, when you go on 85 and you go faster than 70 miles an hour, it lets them know. And so, once again, that's a sin, right? That's a sin, and I know I shouldn't do it, and I'm working on it. But once again, those are the things. When we look at verse 13 back in in, in John 15, no one has greater love nor stronger commitment to lay down his life for his friends, right? And the word commitment is very important there. Right, We're close to Athens and we see the word commitment on billboards because they're saying commit to the G, right? Commit to the G. And that means that you're a, you're a follower, you, you're excited or you're going to be a football player for the University of Georgia. Commit to the G. Um, and and it's, it's interesting when we think about this. Um, no greater, lo- no greater love than to lay down your life. And, and so many don't understand the protests that are going on right now. Um, maybe, you know, especially up here in Jackson County, we've had some peaceful ones, um, which, is, which is a blessing. A protest is, 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 is just trying to get your word out there. But I, this really came to my mind when, when I, people said, Jeff, I just don't understand it. And, and I gave them this example. Um, have you ever seen someone smash their TV screen over a bad call at a sporting event. And it might be you. Or who has lost their mind at a U8 soccer game because it didn't go their way. Right? Once again, sports and a life. Sports and a life. Because we all know those people that at the University of Georgia, the call didn't go their way, or the University of Alabama, or the University of Florida, if the call doesn't go the way, people go crazy. And it's one call in a 60-minute football game where nobody lost their life. So that's important for us to, to think about. Uh, we're going to look at John, uh, 1 John 3, 16 through 18. 1 John 3, 16 through 18. <clears throat> for we know that, for we know what love is because Jesus Christ gave his life for us. So we should give our lives for our brothers and sisters. Suppose some, suppose someone sees a brother or sister in need and is able to help them. And suppose that person doesn't take pity on these needy people. Then how can the love of God be in that person? Right? Once again, somebody's in need, right? Somebody's in need. And suppose that person doesn't take pity or help those in need. 
then how can the love of God be in that person? And 18 says, Dear children, don't just talk about love. Put your love into action. Then it will truly be love. Once again, then it will truly be love. How does this relate back to 15? And what is happening in our country today? That's the questions, right? Um, person in need equals help, right? Person in need equals help. If Christ's followers don't help, how does that show Christ's love in our community and to the world and that his love is in us? Staying silent isn't the answer or the response that Christ's followers need to take. Once again, suppose someone sees a brother or sister in need and is able to help them. And suppose that person doesn't take pity or help on these needy people. How can the love of God be in that person, right? So staying silent isn't an option right now. If it isn't happening in our neighborhood or to me, I don't see it or I don't address it. Go back to John 15, 12. This is my commandment that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Right? Just because it's not in your house doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because it's not in your community doesn't mean it's not happening. Right? And as Christ followers, we're to help and show love. Um, on Sunday night, I gave this example to our youth. And, and I want everybody just to listen and, and, and block everything out for a minute. Um, suppose you're at a, with a group of friends at school. And there, someone is talking rude jokes or saying stuff that's not true or just vulgar and ugly about someone, a teacher, anybody. And you decide to stay there. And you listen to the whole conversation or you listen to the jokes or you listen to the laughter. And you decide to stay. You don't speak up. You don't walk away. You don't do something. Silently, you said that's okay. Even though in your heart and in your mind, you know it's wrong. But that's where we got to take a stand. Because just to allow it to happen and not say anything because I'm not doing it or I didn't say it or it's not directly affecting me is wrong. And so for us adults, right, I challenge the students. Now I'm challenging you. The word of God's challenging you. Pastor Jeff's not. But are we staying silent in those situations? Um and, and I got 1 John 3.18 again in the Amplified Version because I like some extra words that are added um, that, that I think are really neat. So 1 John 3.18, um, little children, believers and dear ones, let us not love merely in theory, with word or with tongue, giving lip service to compassion, but in action and in truth. In practice and in sincerity. Because practical acts of love are more than words. Right? So when you look at that, right? We just can't say we love somebody or we love our neighbors or, or you know, all are precious. Red, yellow, black, and white are precious in our sight. We can say it over and over. 
But if our lives don't say it, it's just lip service. It's just lip service. Um, and, and, and the great thing about today, 2020, is we have phones and we have Bibles that have all different translations, which is just way cool because it can speak to you in different ways when, you, when you're doing your research, when you're doing your Bible study, when you're spending time with God. It'll give you some different context and different ways to look at things. Um, 1 John 4, um, on the screen it's only going to be 20, but I brought in 19 as well. First uh, John 4, 19 and 20. 19 says, we love because He first loved us. I, you don't have 1 John? Okay. 1 John 4, 4, 19 and 20. Uh, we love because He first loved us. And then 20 goes, suppose... Right? We just heard that before. Suppose someone claims to love God, but hates a brother or sister. Then they are a liar. They don't love their brother or sister whom they have seen, so they can't love God whom they haven't seen. And I thought it was neat in this one, in 20, um, suppose someone claims to love God, but hates a brother or sister. The word hate is very hard there. And, and it, you know, once again, if we go back to Relate it back to some other scripture, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 21 through 26. It talks about murder, right? It talks about murder, but it goes on to say, if you hate somebody, if you have dislike for somebody, it's just like murder, right? One of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, right? And that is what it's saying. Hey, but God, but you love God, but hate your brother and sister, Um First, we love because He loved us. We wouldn't know how to love without God's love, the agape love that He has for us. He showed it, He's taught us, and we're to imitate it. We're to be an example of it. So fourteen, uh, verse 19, He first loved us. Love God, but hates a brother or sister. That's literally impossible. That is impossible. You can't love God and hate a brother or sister. It's not going to happen. You can't love God and don't think that red, yellow, black, and white are precious. You can't. Right? Or I said it wrong. (laughs) You can't say you love God and you do not think red, yellow, black, and white are precious. You can't. Impossible. Uh, when we put our, when we put our trust in Jesus, we should, we should have had a heart change. Uh, see people with the eyes of Jesus. Uh, I went to the dump the other day here in Jackson County and, uh, two gentlemen were helping me unload the, the peach tree I cut down. And, and just like I always do, I struck up a conversation. And the gentleman there, I did not get his name and it bothers me still. But a young gentleman there, he said, I've made some bad choices. I've been incarcerated for four years. But he told me he's six hours away from his hometown. And I said, so you don't get any visitors, do you? And he said, no, I don't. And and that just crushed my heart that this guy who admits he's made wrong choices and, and he knows that it's wrong, that he's six hours away from home and he's not getting visitors. 
Um, so I sent a, I, I sent a text to, to our sheriff and said, hey, look, I, I, I met this guy at the dump. Are they stationed at our local jail, prison, or are they somewhere else? And so I'm waiting to hear back from her. Just trying to figure out, is there some way I can visit with him, some way I can encourage him? Because I couldn't imagine. I mean, COVID has, has, has secluded a lot of us. Um, but this guy, he has no visitors because he's six hours from home. Um, so think about that. Think about that. Finally, we're going to look at um, Matthew 5, 14 through 16. And how, once again, it relates back to our, our verse we started with, John 15. Um, and our world is dark right now, right? So let's look at what, what Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. It gives light to all, all, not some, all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Once again, light to all, not some, not some. And in the very last part, to glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's our job. That's our command is to glorify Him. To bring Him praise and honor in everything that we say and do. So is your light shining? Is your light shining? Our world is dark right now. And we as Christ followers are called to be the light. Uh, Martin Luther King, I mean obviously if you've been on social media, um, Martin Luther King verses, not verses, Martin Luther King's quotes and, and, and thoughts are all over the place. And Three just came to my mind when, when, I, when the Lord brought this on to me. And uh, one of them is, I have decided to stick to love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Once again, hate is too much, too great a burden to bear. So just love, right? Just love them because 1 John four nineteen. He loved us first, right? So we should show love. The second verse, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And once again, that takes me back to, that brings James 4.17 to mind. Um, remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and not do it. Right? And this comes all the way back to John 15.12. This is my commandment that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Just as I have loved you. Right? And, and our lives begin to end when and become silent. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. And then darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Once again, John 15. This is my commandment that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Just as I have loved you. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for one another. So I got, a, I got an example here of darkness and light and what we're called to do as Christ's followers. Um, but the world is dark. The world is dark right now. And we're called to be light. And if we put light into the dark world, it's for all to see. 
It's for everyone. If we put light, if we make our light shine, if we make our light shine, our light is going to shine. And that's what we're called to do. In the dark world, our light is to shine. And that's what we're called to do, Christ followers. The world is dark. We're to be light. Will your light shine? Will you step outside of your comfort zone? Will you speak up for others? How can you change? How can you be changed in your community? Um, and, and some things that just came to my mind when we're thinking about what can Christ followers do? How can we be immediate change, right? One, there's conversation, right? Be open. You're not always right. Scripture is, though. The Bible is always right. And we've seen verse after verse today of what we're to love. We're to seek the best for others. We're to not just to talk about it. We're to do it. It's sin if we don't do what we're supposed to do. Um, but just some things right off the top of the head. Foster care or adoption, right? We say we're pro-life, right? A lot of kids are in foster care and adoption. Um, mentor, legacy youth mentoring, awesome ability to spend time with kids and give them hope, give them light because they might not have it in their homes. Uh, jail ministry, right? Who's ready to start one up? Who's ready to go share the good news of the gospel? Um, something near and dear to my heart, I serve. I serve ministries. We get to love on families every day and give them a little bit of hope with a whole bunch of food, right? But we get to love on them. Uh, kids church, be a volunteer. Love on the kids where they're at. None of us are retired. We're all called to ministry. Let's do ministry together. Um, inner city missions, whatever it looks like, Right? I know, you know, my heart really hurts for like the city of Chicago. You just see report after report after report. 20, 30 people dying every weekend. That's not right. How does a church mobilize to stop that? How do we become game changers? Right? So let's just wrap it all up so we can finish. John 15, 12 and 13. That's where we're going back to. This is my commandment. It's not a... A suggestion, it's not an idea, it's not a maybe you want to. This is the word of God. This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for his friend. Will your light shine this week? Will your light shine? That's the question. Be a game changer. Be a difference maker. Be an encourager. Be the light that God's called us to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, all I can say is thank you. All I can say is thank you. 
Thank you for saving a wretch like me. Thank you for having somebody that wanted the best for me and he sought me out. Lord, work in our hearts. Work in our community. Work in our government. Work in the world. Lord, that this craziness could stop. And the only way it's going to stop is with the love of Christ's followers. Lord, you did the ultimate sacrifice of love. You sent your one and only son to die on the cross for us. Even though we continue to sin, Lord, you sent him. And if we look at our lives, are we willing to do the same thing? Are we willing to lay down our life to help somebody else? Are we ready? Lord, help us. Lord, clear our minds, clear our hearts. And just let us seek you and seek what you have for us. Lord, we do pray for our community. Lord, we do pray for the unrest that's out there. Lord, we pray for the church to step up. Lord, we pray for the church to do its duty. And love, 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 and love. And Lord, when we can't love anymore, Lord, give us a little bit more love. Because you first loved us. Lord, thank you. Just ask us in your son's ever so precious name. All God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.